You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here is your host, Khalil Dumas. What's going on, Unstucked fam? If you're loving the podcast, be sure to visit unstuck.com for more resources, ways to work one-on-one with me and my company, Unstucked, as well as our free Unstucked guide to help you get unstuck in your career, life, finances, and business. Some exciting news, we have launched our budgeting course where I will sit down with you and walk you through our custom budget. The link will be below. I'm so happy you're here for the ride. And now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today, I'm joined by Jaya Rose. Jaya Rose is the creator of Freedom-Based Business, a business model that helps coaches and healers create time freedom and grow a six-figure-plus online business that honors their values and desired lifestyle. I'm so excited for this conversation, Jaya. Actually, when I first came across one of your videos, I just instantly connected with you. I felt like you were zero BS and really gave a nice look into what it actually means to run a business and run a business that works for you. How are you today? Yeah, I love that. Zero BS. My head's already turning like, ooh, that's a good tagline. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So what is your story? How did you become a business coach? Yeah. Well, I've always been an entrepreneur. So I was not a business coach off the bat, but in my 20s, I actually became a personal trainer and worked at a gym for about a year. And then I was like, oh, they tell me what to do and stuff. And so I opened my own gym because that's what everybody does a year into their career. And that really was my initiation into being a business owner and an entrepreneur. So I did that for many, many years. And when I found out about the online space... I actually took that same career online. That was personal training. And I had also become a life coach. So I was kind of more just like a spiritual personal trainer. And it was all about relationships for me. So when I took that business online, I started learning about visibility and using video and having a message and how to sell your offers. And I was just mind blown that I had been in business for so long at this point, had been about 12 years at that point. And I didn't know anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, I can't resonate with that more. Like time is not a good indicator of like just fully feeling comfortable and like getting your flow. But that's such a great point that I want others to hear because I know there's other business owners out there. Like I've been in business for 10 years, but I still feel like a newbie. In a lot of ways, I feel like that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it is because I had an open mind and I, in general, am very open-minded and I don't think I know everything. So I think that that's good in a teacher, especially. As I dove into the online space, I got really excited about all these things that I just never knew existed. I didn't realize that I could build my own platform, that I could have my own stage, that I could call myself what I wanted. I could really reinvent and redefine myself again and again, even if I wanted to. And that was what blew me away. And one of the things that I really connected with was video. This was about seven years ago. At the time, Facebook Live had just come out. There was no TikTok. (laughs) And Instagram was hardly even a thing. I was just so excited and really natural at video that I realized, you know what? Actually, screw this personal training thing. I don't even really like this anyway. I was just doing it because it was like what I was good at. And it's what I had done. And when I say redefining and reinventing myself, I really mean it because 
the online space gave me that opportunity. And so the first thing I dove into beside personal training was teaching video because I had used video so much my first year online that I knew how to do it really well. And I was like, I can totally teach people this. And that is how I started in the business arena, even though I would say I wasn't like the best business owner in terms of growing and knowing how to market myself. I was a really good business owner in terms of relationships. And that is what you're creating through video. So it was a really good match for me, but it also opened the doorway for me to continue my learning throughout the years. And then in the past about three years is when I started to develop my own business model for people who are like me, who want to reinvent themselves. They're kind of rebels. They don't want to live inside of a box. My style of marketing and human first connection on social media, I think tends to resonate with people like that. That's amazing. And I love how your first experience, I love that you said, right? Like that's a hell of a way to start off your entrepreneurship is like opening a gym. I had a very similar entrance as well. I was about 22 and opened up a retail store in downtown Portland and was making like 800 bucks a month. Hindsight's 2020. It let me be uncomfortable. It got me used to being uncomfortable. And that's something that I kind of hear a little bit from your side too. Like you mentioned, like having an open mind and being able to, you know, just kind of go with the flow, but you had a plan all along. So I just wanted folks to hear that because it's not always going to be linear. That balance can be really hard to find. Cause I think people look for perfection. They want to make sure that they're balancing things, but naturally you just have to be okay to fail. So I want to talk a little bit about your business model and and how that's really not only helped you, because I assume it's helped you a ton when you kind of had that aha moment, but also how has that helped your clients really gain their power and gain their momentum? So the idea behind freedom-based business, which is what I call my business model, is all about coming from the inside out. What I like to say is like, go deep to go wide versus what are the strategies to get seen, to get paid? That's great. But if there isn't an internal foundation built to hold the success, to become the person who is in leadership in a bigger way, you know, it doesn't work. It really doesn't for most people. I don't really think you can fake it till you make it in a personal brand. I love that. And I think that's something that I've personally even struggled with is really understanding and knowing that it's not about what you know in business. It's really your relationship with yourself and what your overarching why is. And that's something that even with my clients, that's what I dive in first and foremost. I said, nine times out of 10, it's not what you know, it's your relationship with yourself. And so, you know, whether that's imposter syndrome, right? Whether that's to your point, right? Like doing things to fake it till you make it, which naturally kind of make us more like everyone else instead of being uniquely us. So kind of take us into that world a little bit. Like if I'm coming to you for the first time and I'm like, look, like I have an idea of what I want to do, but it just doesn't feel right. Like I feel like I'm going against the grain. This feels like the corporate life that I'm trying to leave. Like how do you start to orient someone to start to live a little more aligned with where they want to go? Yeah, I think those are such good points and really a great question because I think a lot of people are exactly where you're describing. Whether it is just leaving corporate and you want to create a new way of being or you've been an entrepreneur. There are a lot of people in this category where they've been trying on strategies. Like you said, if you're going to just become like someone else. And I think that that is the way that a lot of people get indoctrinated into the online space And also the way that a lot of these, I do in quotes, gurus 
teach business is you have to do it this way. You know, here's my strategy. And so a lot of what I tend to do with people, especially at the beginning, is really about undoing. And it's a little bit uncomfortable because you want to gain momentum and you want to see action, you know, moving forward. But I ask my clients actually in my six-month business academy for the first month, it's all internal work and it's deep. And what it does is it undoes the boxes that we are put in. We sort of break free from those boxes and say, well, now what? What is your actual message? What is your story that validates that message? What is your lived experience? Because when you build a business based on your lived experience and your unique gifts, that imposter syndrome has a lot harder time being dominant. And you don't have that feeling of feeling like you have to be something in a marketplace to be seen that whole like competition, oh, who's your competition? And I have to do something better than them or whatever. And it's like, I don't give a shit if I'm doing anything better than anybody, but I guarantee you I'm doing it differently. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I wrote in really big letters, undoing, because, you know, I'm going to share with the audience, you know, the hell week that I've had this week. I had COVID, I got my car stolen. And uh, what? It's yes, I know, right? It, and we're going to get into this undoing because I find myself on a Wednesday going through probably one of the craziest weeks I've ever gone through. But talk about undoing, right? In this moment, I'm like finding myself like I'm going to be behind this week. I'm all these old things that I've tried to put to rest, right? Because I want to build a business that's flexible with time that I can take time to do what I need to do. But all of a sudden, I find this voice coming back of like, okay, we need to like double down, right? None of those voices are coming where it's like, we should just rest. We should just take this week, right? And just take it for what it is. And that was the struggle for me this week in really trying to undo some of that past trauma, for lack of a better term, that I had kind of learned, right? Like when things are getting tough, when you're sick, go to work, right? Like when you start to undo some of these things, like you mentioned, inner work is hard. And so I'm actually really proud of myself this week. I've actually taken most of the week to just be me and just be in the present moment and deal with what I need to deal with, rest. And, you know, this is ultimately the only thing I've really done this week and I absolutely love it. That is some of the undoing that I had to really get with. So when you said undoing, I just immediately felt that because it's not linear, um, but it definitely is important work. So part of that undoing and that lived experience, can, can you go a little deeper into that in terms of like, are there certain exercises that you have folks do? Like, how do you start to be more aware of the undoing and, and kind of what you're trying to strive for? Yeah. I mean, it's multifaceted. I love that you're using the language of not linear. I agree 100%. And it's also not like anything that you've seen. And I think that's one thing that I've really accepted over the years is that what I'm creating, who I'm being in terms of leadership, I don't have a model for that. I really don't. I don't look at anybody else's business and think, oh yeah, that's exactly how I want it to be or who I want to be in leadership. When you're undoing, then you reach a point where you go, oh, well, I'm actually going to be creating everything new. And what is that based on? And I think this is really the big question. What are you basing what you're building on? Is it on your desires? Is it on your core values and your truths that you know who you are and what you need in this world and the lifestyle you want to create? Or is it influenced by the things that tell you, hey, 
you didn't do enough, even though you got your fucking car stolen and you got COVID. <laughs> like, my God, that might take you a month to just recover from. But yet you have the voices. And I love that you have so much awareness around it because that is the key. The core or the catalyst for the undoing is the awareness. Without that, there is a pattern. I really feel like it's a combination of things. So it's not, again, to say, oh, well, first you do the undoing and then you look at you know your past experience and then you decide what you want to take with you in the future. I mean, maybe you could describe it those ways, but it's not linear. Healing isn't. None of this is. A success path just isn't. So depending on where somebody is, I think for me, it is like a marker. And so my personal markers for moving forward and knowing whether or not it's in alignment, right? Like how do I want to be? It's just coming back to how I feel. Like what am I feeling? What am I desiring? And I think desire is the marker to look at, am I doing this my way? Am I doing this in a sustainable way that really serves me? Or am I sort of caught up in this hustle culture and way of being that we've all learned? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm 28 and I can tell you right away as you were talking about, right? Is this your desires? Is it your core values? Is it your influence? And I think really in the last couple of years, I've realized, but I've also haven't realized at the same time, how much influence has been over me, whether that's parents, whether that's schooling, whether that's trauma, whatever that is. And again, to that non, I mean, nonlinear is going to be my favorite word in this episode, because in the middle of that crazy week, actually what I was feeling was a sense of calm where before I would have been all over the place. I would have been right. Like trying to fix everything, trying to get back on this, whatever timeline that I thought I was on. But it was really interesting the amount of calm that I was feeling in this week. Like we're sitting here going through all of these things and I'm like, wow, this is the work. And that was me realizing kind of what you were talking about is like this undoing is happening, whether I give myself credit or not. And it's in these moments, these intense moments, and sometimes it's in mundane moments as well throughout my day that I really see it, that I know that I'm doing the right work. And I wanted to really stay on this because I meet with business owners all day, all the time. And this is something that's a continual thread is like, when I show up on a call, they kind of fill me out a little bit. And they're like, can I be my real self with you? Or do I have to be this like polished up version of myself with you? And I always find that to be really fascinating. And I always make it at a point to be like, you can just talk to me like your friend. Like you don't have to be this person that you think you have to show up as. And that goes for people I meet with that are old and young. And so That's some of the undoing that I'm doing and also at the same time realizing that my desire is to show up as myself no matter what's going on and not be afraid to do that. And I think, again, we get so hyper-focused on building our business, getting reoccurring revenue, that we forget all of this stuff that we're talking about right now, which is the foundation of everything. So taking kind of a a slight turn into some of those foundational things, because I know some of the business owners listening are like, when are they going to tell me how to increase my revenue? When are they going to tell me how to do some of these tangible things? As I start to, you know, obviously do this undoing and work on myself, from a business perspective, how do you set yourself up for success? Whether that's automating some of your work, whether that's really having a good vetting process, like what are some of the things you do to not only make sure your business is sustainable, but make sure that it aligns with Jaya? It has taken quite a few years to get 
to where I am now. So I will say that I think there are different phases as you move through business. So for example, I tend to help coaches, consultants, healers, people whose work benefits people over a sustained period of time versus like a one hour session or something like that, right? In that, I've had to realize that I actually can help people the most if they work with me for six months to a year. But at the beginning, I ran programs that were six weeks, three months then I stretched into. And so I would never recommend that somebody start where I am. I would recommend building towards it if the business model aligns with your particular niche and what you do. So I just like to give that disclaimer as I tell you where I'm at because it would not be right for everybody just to start here. But I have a six-month group program that I run called the Freedom-Based Business Academy. And that is really how I set myself up for time freedom because I've expanded into really knowing how many people I can coach on a call at a time and still be really potent and powerful. So I set my business up to enroll about 15 students at a time into the academy. And that breaks down into three coaching calls a week. And I call those coaching pods. So everybody is in a community together. I actually use an app called Circle, which is really cool. Happy to chat about that later if you want, but it's not Facebook. And uh, (laughs) I love that. Right? Everybody has access to each other in a community, but then they get closer, obviously, with the people that they're in a coaching pod with over the six months. And then I arrange people so that they get the most out of their particular group For example, one of the coaching pods might have people who have been in business for a couple of years, where one might be people who are leaving their nine to five, right? The business model works really for a range of experience in entrepreneurship, but the coaching will be very different depending on which phase you're in. And this is what I mean where I have a lot of nuance in my work and I feel confident in that at this point, but it's because I've been doing it for a long time. And that really works for me. So this has been such an awesome business model. I've been running it for about the last year and a half this way. And so really, this is like my baseline revenue. And that is working three hours a week coaching. (laughs) Three hours a week. Wow. How cool is that? Maybe they're 90-minute sessions sometimes. So maybe it's more like, you know, four and a half hours. It is so nourishing for my nervous system. And honestly, when I talk about the undoing, I do not say that lightly because over the last couple of years, I've created time freedom in a really major way. I mean, honestly, today, what I'm doing with you, this is the only thing I have on my schedule today. The only thing. I don't have anybody else to talk to. Nobody wants anything from me. Nothing. That is so freeing that it's kind of scary at the beginning. It's like, well, how do you, then how do you measure your your worth, right? Like, what did you do to earn the rest or the sitting on the couch or the scrolling through TikTok? Like, don't you have to earn that? And so honestly, I'm happy to give my strategies because they're really valuable. But also coming back to it, creating that type of time freedom and also abundance because that is a baseline of about 200000 a year just for the academy. And then I also sell digital products and coaching services that are just home study. And then also I do live workshops. I think last year I ran three live workshops. I think I maybe made like 12000 or something in workshops. But that's pretty awesome, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's really great. 
Yeah, I love the workshop model. So I'll teach a workshop and then I'll take that information and the workbooks and stuff I create and then create digital programs out of it. One TikTok workshop I did, I paid myself about five grand based on the attendees. And then, so I paid myself five grand to create a digital home study course on TikTok. There's so much to unpack here. And I want to go all the way back to like, even your awareness to give a disclaimer, like, wow, like that just told me so much about you. Like the fact that you immediately know some of the trigger points of an audience too. Like, you know, right, that hungry business owner is like, no, man, I'm not there yet. And you're like, that's okay. We're here to build up to this. And what I find with some of my clients is there's just this strong desire that holds them back sometimes where they can't sit in a space of learning and sit in a space of just being new and allowing themselves to ramp up, right? And build that habit. And that's something that I have to constantly kind of work through. And again, you said another great word, which is nuance. And that's something that I think is missing from most business content, from most content in general, is that nuance. And I absolutely love how you made that at a point in your example there to say, you know, I can do a group session, but I recognize the individual. And that individual is going to require some custom attention and it's some nuance there. It's not just going to be, we're going to do the undoing, then we're going to set up your pause, then we're going to sign you up for circle. Right? It's going to look different for everybody. And I love the approach that you have with putting like-minded folks together. I actually just got an accountability buddy about five months ago and we work on our businesses weekly. And it has been such a great thing to have because I just feel like I have someone else sitting next to me that's just there as a friend and also as an advisor. Shout out to Gabby. And, you know, that is something that I think is key. And I love the fact that you've kind of honed in on it. The thing that I really want to hear more about, because I find myself having this conversation with not only others, but myself is earning it, earning that time freedom, earning the ability to not work where we all know, right? That feeling can be probably worse than than working itself, right? Being in action, you know, being still. That's why the weekends I always talk about. The weekends for most corporate workers isn't this relaxing time. It's actually a lot more stressful because all of a sudden, there isn't that distraction anymore. All of a sudden, right, all of those fears and problems that you have are, are right back there. Can you bring us through that journey, right? Because I know there was a time where like, you probably were like, I don't deserve this. And now there's a time where you're like, absolutely, I earned this. And then some also congratulations on your new house because you also earned that too. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because I just really loved that point you made. Yeah, well, it's capitalism. Like, let's get real. We were bred to be workers, we were bred to ignore our own desires, our own needs, and our own gifts, ultimately, so that we can just, oh, I'm getting chills, so that we can just be in the workforce, not question anything, and make rich people richer. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, I just wanted to stop there because I actually worked for a bank and investment group. And I remember I quit the day that I started to see who was coming through the door. I was like, I don't want to make rich people rich. I want to help people that are like me, like normal, like trying to get through. So I want to let you continue. But that's something that's like key is like, you have to realize the environment you're in, which is it's capitalistic society. Right. And you got to realize that it's not your fault. When you feel guilt for taking time for yourself, that's on purpose. That's perfect. Good job for recognizing it. That's what's not normal. 
Yes. Oh my God. That gives me chills too, because like, again, that's been the biggest thing. Like I am in the startup world and I also have a business as well. Um, And the rest portion is something that I would say is my biggest growth point this year. It's like, I've rested more this year than I think I have in the past five years. And it's made me sharper. It's made me more aligned. I've also noticed things have kind of fallen off. And I think that's the scary part is like, when you start to align yourself with what feels more natural to you, the dog and pony show you did, naturally things will just start to fall off because they don't align anymore. And I think aside from earning it, it's rebuilding habits, building in new relationships, letting old relationships fall to the side. But that was something that I just grabbed on really quickly was like the earning it portion. I I like circled and highlighted it because innately, I always say we all earned it and we all deserve it. You know, it's just, when are you going to recognize that? 100%. I love to differentiate between the ideas of worth and value. And this has really helped me because I came into the personal development world a long time ago. And especially when I came online seven years ago, I heard everybody talking about own your worth, charge your worth. And I thought, okay, that's what I have to do. And then I tied all of my success to me and what I was worth. And that was very unhealthy. And I don't think that that's true at all. And I think it's just another branch of capitalism, this like trying to be rebellious of capitalism. No, we have to own our worth, but it's only within this society that we feel we have to be worthy of success. Absolutely. And I think that's key. And that's something that, again, for myself, like as as a young and as someone who's still in their 20s, it's something that you're constantly kind of fighting against is like, what is your value and what is my worth? Because our time horizon is so much smaller. In my 20s, I don't have a bigger reference point of like having known my worth for a long period of time or having known my value for a long period of time. So anyone out there, just give yourself time and give yourself patience kind of as you move through that. You're building value. So I just want to highlight the difference to me. I talk about value. I say own your value. And I say like, that's what I want to help you do because everybody is inherently worthy but not everybody brings value. And it is the value you bring to the marketplace. That is not the amount of time you bring. That's not the amount of energy you put in. That is your skill, your natural ability, your passion, and your uniqueness, right? Like your unique gifts. That is the cocktail. You put that together and you're willing to amplify it. That's the value you bring. Oh, I love that. I mean, I don't know. I've gotten so many chills in this episode. <laughs> I need to get a blanket. So <laughs> there's <laughs> there's something I did want to ask you because, you know, I watch your videos a lot. You talk about, right, you know, when you were earning, you know, 32000 versus we're earning now six figures. And I want to kind of ask you two questions. One, like, what is your definition of success? I want to start there. Mm, interesting. I don't know if anybody's asked me that before. So I feel like this also has a lot of nuance and really is multifaceted. And there are many different aspects of life to be successful in. And so to me, it's not just how much money I make. And I love to look at it from a more holistic viewpoint. I feel as though I am being successful when I'm kind to myself. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. And the reason why I asked that question, I put you a little bit on the spot there, is because I think people have decided that they know what being successful means, right? And to your point, it's a lot of folks think it's just the amount of money in their bank account when that couldn't be further from the truth. So 
What were some beliefs that were holding you back from being successful, from being kind to yourself as you made that move from, you know, having a business at the beginning to having a more mature business to having a relationship that turned into a marriage, right? To having a home that you loved, but looking forward to your dream home. Like what were some of those beliefs that were holding you back? Yeah. Some of your audience may relate and some might not to this, but I personally am a really sensitive person. My nervous system is really sensitive. So I need things to be a certain way to even feel like I'm thriving. That's why I've always been an entrepreneur. Honestly, it's just because I literally cannot function in normal society. I would die if I had to go sit somewhere all day. I would literally just probably be crying. I don't even know what I would do. You and me both. (laughs) Yeah, if people were talking to me, I would just, and this is, you know, definitely neurodiversity that I experienced for a long time. I called it high sensitivity. I could be diagnosed. And the truth is that I am either thriving or suffering, and I really have very little gray area. And so my life is really set up to thrive. And I thought that that discluded me from being more successful financially and impactfully. And that was the core belief. So I always knew that I could work for myself, that I could be a rebel. I have a lot of multiple intersections of privilege that give me a lot of feeling of freedom that I know a lot of people may not get to experience also. And so I don't discount that. And so I always like, I was fine. Even when I say, oh, I made $30,000 a year, or I was a poor single mom, I was happy. I was fine because I was thriving and I only worked 10 hours a week being a personal trainer. It's just, I only made like $2,500 a month doing that, right? So it was only money really, but also my ability to impact people that I was not really being ultimately kind. I don't think that's kind to not realize my potential. Oh, I love that. So we've talked about a lot of great things in this episode. And I always like to give just a little bit, give you the floor to just talk about maybe something we haven't covered as you think back right to yourself 10 years ago. Like I'm sitting here, I'm you got my attention. Like, what do you want to share with me? A message that I always come back to, and in fact, I think it says it somewhere on my website when you come visit, and it's really this idea that there is a great opportunity to share a message. There's a great opportunity to build a freedom-based business, to put yourself out there and to experience more of your potential and more abundance. Opportunity. But one thing I love to look at is that it's really not just an opportunity. It's a responsibility. And when you couple that with that feeling of When I recognize that I have more to give, that I have more to do, that I have more to realize, more to experience, it does become a responsibility to the people who you can impact. That goes beyond just the people out there who you can impact, but also the people in your family. What patterns are you shifting? Who are you inspiring? And I know for me, that is my daughter. I have a 25-year-old daughter who now has a million-dollar online business. That is not lost on me that I showed her the way and then she's fucking brilliant. So I don't take all the credit for that. Yeah. Um, just just at a all. tad. <laughs> yeah, I just take a little bit, the, the spark, you know? I got the spark and the open doorway. And so, yeah, just this idea that if you're sitting there going, yeah, I could do that. There's more. I have more people to impact. I have more to do. I have more to experience. It's not just for you that you're doing that. And that's a great way to get out of your own way, especially if you're a helper type person like I am. 
It's a responsibility. So now you must go do it. You're welcome. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I love that. And I think that is a fabulous place to end. Jaya, thank you so much. This has honestly been my favorite episode. Uh Uh, You crushed it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.